So we've uh, put the challenge out there in, in keeping with Jesus' great commission to go and make disciples, uh, to share your faith. Again, one of the principles of sharing our faith, of sharing Christ, is that you're not just sharing Christ. You're not just sharing your faith. You're sharing with a person. Sometimes the best way to start a spiritual conversation is to ask somebody to help you. Now, I know that may seem counterintuitive, like, oh, no, you know, I, I don't want to be needy, you know. And that's not it at all. It's to help, it's to help open up people to a relationship, to a conversation. So in our conversations, in our spiritual conversations with people, um, and it, it, the, one of the first steps to helping people find salvation is understanding their lostness. To be open to the good news of Jesus, they need to understand the bad news about our reality without Jesus. And I'm not saying this, I mean, this, this may take time. Some people are going to be ready for this. Some people, because of God's preparation, I mean, they're there already. Some people, it's going to take time. Either way, uh, certainly you can't push, you can't manipulate. But the first thing is to understand, help them understand that they are, that they are lost and they need a Savior. The final thing that I would say before going into some um, a, 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 a tool to use is um, also begin with the assumption that everybody needs God. Augustine is famous for saying that there is a, um, our heart is not at rest until it finds rest in God. The book of Ecclesiastes is very clear that there is eternity. God has placed eternity in, into our hearts. We have longings for God that can only be satisfied by God himself. Everybody has that. Some people are aware, some people aren't aware. And you cannot attach eternal longings to temporary things and ever be satisfied. And so helping people, so, so just rem keep that assumption. People who are lost, people without Christ need the Lord. That's why it's so important that we pray before we share Christ because we need the Holy Spirit to go ahead of us and to prepare people for the good news of Christ so they will be open. And so that you realize you are not alone. People are not at peace until they have peace with God. People don't have a sense of purpose until they have godly eternal purpose. People don't have hope unless they have hope that's upper story hope from God, eternal hope, steadfast and sure. Those are all things that cannot be found, cannot be found by anything that will satisfy in this world, by Jesus Christ alone. It's why we have good news, but it's also why you should be confident that when we share Jesus with people, we have the life that they long for. But very often, Satan has deceived people to think that they can find satisfaction in what we would call in the Old Testament times, false gods, that they can connect their eternal longings to false things and find, find the satisfaction that they long for. So with those assumptions, first, listen, assess where people are. Second, pray, um, because we have to help people understand that they're lost. They're lo we've got to people, help people see their lostness before they can see their need for salvation. And then understand the, uh, carry the assumption that everybody needs the Lord. If you're talking to somebody who doesn't know Christ, God has made them for him. 
And so they need the Lord. And there's something inside them that really knows that. If we can help them hear the Holy Spirit reveal that to them. Two approaches that we can take to sharing our faith. And I want to share with you right now. Um, the, uh, both approaches uses, use what's called the three circles. Now, the three circles is something that was uh, the, the minister in um, Florida, I think, originally came up with it. But it's really wonderful. It's a simple way to share the good news of Jesus with those assumptions that I've just shared with you, Okay. And the thing about there's a three-circle app, and on this three-circle app, you can just have it on your phone, and if you want to have a conversation, you can just say, hey, let me talk with you about, can I ask you some questions, or uh, can, I, can I share with you my understanding of why I need the Lord? Now, um, you don't need this app. I've um, had these conversations without the app, clearly. I've known people that have had the conversations on street corners where they just, the, 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 the three circles becomes kind of an outline for where the conversation needs to go. Um, I have a friend who used, uh, had this conversation at a, at a bar at one time and he shared, you know, he kind of used two cans of, two, two um, glasses of beer and a coaster or something to share the three. You, you do any, but the three circles is a, this um, tool can be, this app can be helpful. So, First circle, God's design. And down here we read, we see beauty, purpose, and evidence of God's design all around us. The Bible tells us that God originally planned a world that worked perfectly, where everything and everyone fit together in harmony. God made each of us for a purpose, with a purpose to worship him and to walk with him. The Bible says that God's, in Genesis 1:31, that God saw that all that he made and that it was very good. Now, the good thing about this approach to the three circles, it's very direct. You're just kind of telling it like it is and like you understand it. And if people will listen, that's a wonderful thing. And this is the approach that, so you, that a lot of people will find helpful. So you begin with saying, God designed the world to be perfect. However, sin entered the world. And in the app, it says, life doesn't work when we ignore God and his original design for us. We selfishly insist on doing things our own way. The Bible calls this sin. We all sin and distort God's original design. The consequence of sin is separation from God in this life and for all eternity. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, and it's right here in the app, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. If you're having a conversation with somebody, maybe you stop and say, do you have any questions about this? Have you heard about it? You've probably heard about it. What do you think about that? Whatever. Um, the next one, the next frame then is brokenness. Sin leads to a place of brokenness. We see this in all the world um, and in our own lives as well. When we realize that life is not working and we begin to look, we begin to look for a way out. We tend to go in many directions, trying different things to figure this out on our own. But brokenness leads to a place of realizing we need something greater. The Bible says in Romans 1.25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and served something created instead of the creator. And maybe there, again, you have a conversation with somebody. So what do you think? Does that sound like the world? You know, do you ever feel brokenness? Is there any area of your life that just like, man, I, I, I feel really frustrated. I really could use some help. The next page 
the gospel. At this point, we need a remedy, the good news. Because of his love, God did not leave us in our brokenness. I'm just reading straight from the app. Jesus, God in human flesh, came to us, lived perfectly according to God's design. Jesus came to rescue us, to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. He took our sin and the shame of the cross, paying the penalty of our sin by his death. Jesus was raised from the dead to provide the only way for us to be rescued and and restored to a relationship with God. The Bible says, God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave his only son. Colossians 2, 14 in the New Testament tells us that God erased the certificate of debt and has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. So Jesus died on the cross so our sins could be forgiven. That's the good news. That's, that's the gospel. Do you have any questions? What would you like to talk about that? The next frame says, believe and re- repent and believe. Simply hearing the good news is not enough. We must admit our sinful brokenness and stop trusting in ourselves. We don't have the power to escape this brokenness on our own. We need to be rescued. We must ask God to forgive us, turning us from sin to trust only in Jesus. This is what is meant by repenting and believing. Believing we receive new life through Jesus Christ and turning our lives in a new direction to follow Jesus. Um, And they quote Ephesians 2, you know, you've been saved by grace through faith. This is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, Rather than going to theological points of the Bible, why not just go to the book of Acts where they actually did it, you know, that shows us what they actually told people who are wanting to be saved, like Acts 2, you know, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, or Paul in, in Acts 22. Paul, what are you waiting for? Arise, be baptized, washing away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. But the point is still true. What do we need to do to accept Christ? We f- first must believe that he is, that he is Savior, and we must repent, which means to turn our lives over to him as king. The next frame. Then recover, re- recover and pursue. When God restores our relationship to him, we begin to discover new meaning and purpose in a broken world. Now we can pursue God's design in all areas of our lives. When we fall, we understand God's pathway to be restored. This is the good news of Jesus. God's spirit empowers us to pursue his design and assures us of his presence in this life and for all of eternity. Philippians 2:13. for it is God who is working with you enabling you both to desire and to work out his good purpose. We are God's creation, Ephesians 2.10, in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. And so then you just ask people, now, where do you see yourself in that story? What questions do you have? How can I help you take a next step?